Welcome to the Collector's Quest Podcast. This is a microcast. It goes for less than 15 minutes and talks about one topic real quick. Stay tuned. Hey, and welcome back to Collector's Quest. We're back with microcast number seven. Hey, how's it going, Kat? It's good. How are you? Well, that's weird. We've got two people on a microcast. It's usually yes, just me. But no, we don't have just two people on a microcast. We actually have three people on a microcast. Oh, uh, what? Who else is here? I we, Today we have Tyler joining us, and I think you'll be hearing from him a lot more often. Tyler, why don't you say hi to everybody? Hey, guys. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, how you guys doing today? Good. Good. Well, I, why are we going to hear from Tyler more often? I norm, like We haven't brought anyone back yet. Well, that would lead, I hope, our listeners to believe that our little ensemble of two is turning into a trio. We we had a Tyler baby. Sweet. <laughs> that's, that's how you kind of just announced this. That's, that's very I weird. feel really special and kind of gross, guys. Thanks. When two podcasters podcast with each other very much, um, <laughs> sometimes they make a third. And hey, everybody, we have a third person. And I said... A long time ago that I was going to do this, and then it went quiet, and I talked to Tyler like two months ago, and he's probably been like, well, I, I thought they said it was me, uh, and then nothing happened for months and months, but it was just because I was getting our shit together, and it is formally together, at least for two weeks, and then it'll be a mess again, and here we are. So this microcast is dedicated to just learning very quickly about Tyler and under our 15-minute time frame. Yes, right. We have a cap. I will keep that in mind. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Kat, why don't why don't you start the questions? Why don't you help introduce Tyler to our listeners? Okay, Tyler. So, first of all, why don't you start off telling us uh, kind of where we can find you on social media and then maybe follow that up with how you got into collecting. Oh, man. All right. So, uh, I just started using Instagram pretty much because Johnny told me to. <laughs> but um, I'm default gen everywhere, including Instagram, default G-E-N. And I'm also active on GameTZ and Nintendo Age there. But uh, other than that, I got started collecting in like the mid-2000s around the Xbox era because games were 30 to $60 and NES games were a dollar or two. So I'm just like, well, screw this. I'm just going to buy NES games. From there, it just kind of turned into, I bought everything I didn't have as a kid. So a lot of people like going back and collecting their childhood, and I'm going back and getting all the things that I was real jealous that all my friends had. So I never had an NES as a kid. I grew up on Genesis, but my friends had NES, and I was always playing American Gladiators and Chippendale and Kirby, uh, Kirby's Adventure over there. So those are the games I wanted to replay, because I didn't want to replay all my crappy Genesis games. I wanted to play cool Nintendo games. And then... I was. I'm just going to interrupt you because I want you to tell the very sad story that you have oh. about um, how you didn't get a Game Boy for Christmas. Oh man, I was just about to go into this. So uh, my parents they got me a Game Boy for my birthday. So it was like right when Game Boy was super hot. They got me a Game Boy with Kirby's Dreamland and Kirby's Dream. Kirby's Adventure was one of my favorite NES games. I was super excited. I put the batteries in, turn it on. I see Kirby. I didn't even get through the first level. And they took it out of my hands, and they're like, "What? what is this? This is black and white. They had a color one at the store. And I'm like, no, wait, no, you don't understand. This is the one I need. This is the one I wanted. But, I, I mean, I was I don't even know how old I was. I was probably an 11-year-old kid. 
And they're just like, no, this, this kid's an idiot. He just wants what they're putting right in front of him. We're, we're going to return this. You're, we don't need your permission to return your birthday gift. So they took my Game Boy away, and they came back, and they got me a Game Gear with X-Men 2, or I guess just X-Men. But, man, I, I do not like Game Gear at all. And uh, no offense to Sega people, I don't like Sega Master System either, so nothing about Game Gear was at all appealing to me. Uh, and that's what I grew up with. And now I hate Game Gear, and I've got a full set of Game Boy games, because I love Game Boy. <laughs> Yeah, Kat, that, that story is sad, right? It is a sad story, but it's kind of cool. In the end result, it obviously influenced the way you've collected and what you've collected for, in a sense. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, same thing with uh, Sega CD and Saturn, because those were cool things that my friends had that I never did. And I'd always go home and I'd look at my Genesis. I'm like, man, this thing, this thing can't play video. This thing can't play bug in 3D. You have all these 2D games. Well, that, that's amazing that you had friends that had a Sega CD, because nobody had a Sega CD. I mean, it was it was the rich kid. The, the rich kid had a, a CD and a 32X, and he's like, oh, man, you got to come over. You got to play Doom or whatever. It's so cool. It's just like real life. I'm like, well. <laughs> okay, so that's how you kind of started, and that's where your love of gaming kind of began. But what do you collect now? Because you just said you have a full Game Boy set. Is that correct? So I've got a, a card-only Game Boy set, and then... People get really nitpicky on NES. I'm just going to say I have a 676 out of 677 set of NES games, card only two. Okay. Uh, and then I've got full sets of Sega CD, N64, Xbox, Wii U, and uh, Virtual Boy, if you count that. Yeah, we count Virtual Boy here. Um, so out of that 676, I'm assuming you're missing the stadium events as well? Oh, uh, no, there's this, there's this Mario and Duck Hunt cart. Oh, no, yeah. wait, it is it is actually stadium events that I'm missing. Okay, well, you're you're in the right place because you're in the non-stadium event club here. That yeah, is correct. All right. Um, Kat, what other questions do you have for Tyler here? So I want to ask the hard one that I usually always ask <laughs> when we're getting to know somebody. If you have a favorite system, and I'm not going to make you pick a favorite game for that system, I'll settle for top three, top five, but you got to limit it to a top five. Oh, I mean, my favorite system's NES. I think a lot of collectors would say that. Um, not both me. because bullshit. Well, <laughs> okay, this is not about you, Johnny. Sorry, sorry. God, go There's on. A lot of things that you're a special exception to, I think. Oh, ouch! God, Burns, <laughs> like not even here a day. Jesus. Oh, All right, man. go on. I mean, if I had to say favorite three games, for it, it would be like Mario Three, Mario Brothers, or Super Mario Brothers, uh, maybe Ninja Gaiden. Man, really reaching for those obscure titles. Yeah, you year. know what? I, what am I going to do? I'm not going to pretend that. I mean, I love Metal Storm, but I'm not going to pretend it's better than Ninja Gaiden or or even the original Mario Brothers. No, I agree. I, I think when people pick the obscure game just to pick the obscure game, it's kind of a cop out. If you want a semi-obscure game in my top ten, it would be Battle Kid Two. There you go. Battle Kid Two. All right. I I'm very fond of Battle of Olympus, but it's probably still not in my top ten. Yeah, I mean, that's that's why I hate talking about favorite games for systems. Like, if I gave you a list of my favorite 20 games, it's like, oh, all right, every Mario game, every Zelda game, every Metroid game. Wow, man, you're real original here. Well, that that's like when we did our top five for the Nintendo, I excluded a bunch of games just so we could have an actual conversation about Instead it. Instead of right. just a list of everything that everybody expects. I, I remember that. I appreciated it. Yeah, okay, Kirby, Mario, Metroid. Oh, cool. Good list. Oh, Zelda? Great. <laughs> good good job guys thanks thanks for the information yeah I'll make uh, it into a youtube video Two hundred fifty thousand views yep well that's true or fit or an instagram post that's those are popular 
Um, okay, so those are your top three. You mentioned other systems. So aside from NES, what what is your favorite? Uh, what's your favorite to collect for? Is it the same as actually playing as NES? Your favorite thing was that your favorite to collect for as well, or did you? It, yeah, else? it's definitely still NES to collect for, just because you got the license. Then there's you know unlicensed. There's tons of variants. The homebrew scene is probably the best there is. Maybe ColecoVision is better, but I'm not really big in the ColecoVision homebrew scene. I mean, you, you can never stop collecting NES, and there's always going to be more games to buy. So that's a lot of fun. With Sega CD, like that Sega CD might be my second favorite console to collect. And I kind of got every game, and now it's like, all right, I'm kind of puttered out except for super obscure rare variants now. Okay. What is your best find? That's another question we ask. Yeah, the Holy Grail. Uh, if, if eBay counts, I used to spend my high school days just refreshing new video game listings on eBay and, uh, an M82 came up for 500 bucks shipped and I'm like, whoa, okay. So I bought that without reading the description and I had an M82. So that was probably my best find, but going around to the garage sales and flea markets back in the days, it never really found much of anything. I don't think all my best games I got that were cheap were just, oh, it's 2008. So, all right, I'll sell you Cowboy Kid for five bucks because it's 2008. Okay, well, look, that that's, uh, you know my advice. What What's the best way to get deals on Nintendo games? Well, start five years ago or ten <laughs> years ago, and uh, there you go. Yep, you're all set. Everyone's like, man, I can't believe you got that for that price. When I tell people yeah. what I paid, I'm like, well, it was just what market value was, and I just kind of hoped it would do better than that one day. <laughs> and or, it did. <laughs> or not, and it wouldn't have mattered because I love the game, so who cares? That's it, and uh, I mean, I, I talked about it a little bit on the last microcast. If you are looking for that kind of stuff, be an opportunistic buyer, and that's how in 10 years you too will go, yep, I only paid $5 for that. But uh, yeah, you're going to have to wait to get that story. Sorry. Something only time can bring. All right, Kat, what, what other questions you got for Tyler? Um, I'm always curious as a collector, like, what's the next step? Do you have a collecting goal or something you're you're looking to kind of complete or cross off the list? Uh, well, I, I mean, I have a, a couple full sets here. I'm going on two more right now. I think Odyssey 2 and Sega Saturn are the, the two big sets I'm working on. I've got, I think, three games left on Odyssey 2. That's not really a really substantial set. And maybe 50 left on the, the Saturn. And it, I'm taking my time because really NES and Sega CD, Sega CD I just finished either early this year or late last year. And NES and Sega CD were like the two big ones I really wanted to get a big chunk out of. And now that those are done, it feels like I could just coast and everything's going to be fine because no matter what other video games I have, I kind of already have everything I really, really want. Okay, that's cool. And you've, you've got some other interesting things about you. One of the things that I know I liked about you when uh, we were talking, why don't you tell us a little bit about pinball? Oh, yeah. Um, I love pinball. And the, fir- the first thing I'm going to ask you when I walk up to you and I meet you, I'm going to be like, all right, do you like pinball or do you like pro wrestling? And the answer I get every single time is no and what? So uh, it's very hard to find people that are still into pinball, but I play competitively and I collect and restore machines. So... I'm not going to give my rank in North Carolina because I think people would debate whether I'm actually the best, but I think I could safely say I'm in the top 10 of North Carolina right now, uh, which is not a super competitive pinball state, so that's not as impressive as it might sound. Uh, but I've also got 10 pinball machines. Um, I like early 90s Bally Williams, back before the rule sets got super complex and the machines still had a lot of toys on them. That's kind of my favorite era. Uh, and like with the video games, if you want to get into pinball, the best time to do it is before 2012. 
Right. Yeah, because they're <laughs> they're all they're all like five thousand dollars plus now. I mean, the good ones are definitely over three thousand now. It's getting pretty ridiculous. So I, my collection kind of stays where it is. I have the games I really like, and uh, I don't do a lot of swapping around just because it's it's so expensive and they're such a hassle to keep running. I don't want to deal with someone else's demons that they had in their machine. Okay, uh, and just because I get to be selfish here and I never get to talk <laughs> pinball, uh, what what are your three favorite pinball machines? That would be Twilight Zone, I'll say Indiana Jones, and maybe Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz, I think, is a controversial choice. That is definitely a controversial choice. Well, and I think Indiana Jones as well, and you should specify which Indiana Jones. Well, I think everyone who even knows about Indiana Jones and pinball being in the same realm knows I'm talking about the Bally Williams Indiana Jones from the early 90s. Right. That, not the stern one with Kingdom of the Crystal Skull in it. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, the minute you put Crystal Skull on anything, you invalidate the Indiana Jones title. That's 100% true. All right. Yeah, it might as well be called the Mutt Williams machine. Yep. All right. Sorry for mentioning Mutt Williams to anyone who loves Indiana Jones. My apologies. <laughs> Okay, Tyler, what else do you have for us? Give us a quick rundown, anything else you want to say in one minute. Oh my god, anything else I want to say. Uh, if anyone has an Atlantis complete in box for the Odyssey 2, please let me know and let me buy it, because that game is real hard to find. Okay. I can go over my recent purchases, because you guys do that a lot. Well, that's that's not on Microcast, you're going to have to wait till a real Oh my uh, god, okay. Yeah. Don't worry, we got a real episode, me and you, coming up. Go on. I didn't prepare a minute of things. Uh, I'm never gonna, I'm never, Wizard of Oz, despite being one of my favorite pinball machines ever, I will never buy because I volunteer at a local hospital fixing their, uh, Wizard of Oz machine because they had a pinball machine donated, but you can't just donate a pinball machine and dump it on someone because pinball machines break every single day. But they are just the absolute worst to keep running because everything in that machine is daisy chained together and one thing goes out and the whole machine goes out and, uh, that's my that's my tip to everyone listening. Don't buy a Wizard of Oz pinball machine. All right. Well, that that's all we got time for in this microcast, unless Kat has anything real quick. No, I've got nothing. All right. That's it. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.